Please stand with us and sing. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow. In the bleak Amen and good morning. Please be seated and welcome to worship on this beautiful fourth Sunday of Advent. Look down from 
Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee. Please be seated. And will you open your pew Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew? We are finding ourselves in the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, starting with verse 18. It is page 879 in your pew Bibles, or if you do have a large print, it's in the New Testament, page 6. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph awoke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for gathering us here to be your people. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds. May all that we do and all that we say be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So what we just read in the Gospel of Matthew is the birth narrative that Matthew tells us. Now, that's it. Those few verses that we read, that's the entire birth narrative that Matthew tells, uh, tells us. Everything that he's going to tell us about how uh, we have Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, born of Mary and Joseph. It's quite brief, yet it still tells us more than, Matt, than Mark and than John, which just kind of tell us other things and kind of skip over all that. So on Christmas Eve, which is only a couple days away, and right now we are preparing our hearts for Christ during the season of Advent, on Christmas Eve we're going to do as we always do, and we're going to crack open my favorite gospel. Who knows what my favorite gospel is? Who's paying attention? I heard it. Luke. Luke is my favorite gospel. Uh, I just love the gospel of Luke because he goes into so much detail. And so on Christmas Eve, we are going to break open the gospel of Luke. We're going to read from the first chapter and from the second chapter. And we're going to find out all of the details that Matthew leaves out about the birth narrative, about how Mary became pregnant with the Son of God, how all of that happened. And Luke does such a magnificent job by going into all the details. I mean, first he tells us about Zechariah being visited by the angel. Who knows the angel's name? You guys know this? Gabriel. Okay, we need to wake up a little bit this morning. I think everybody's a little bit sleepy. He's going to tell us about Zechariah's visit from the angel Gabriel, and Zechariah is there to tell him that his older wife is going to become pregnant. I'm just playing a little game with you. Who knows Zechariah's wife's name? Elizabeth. Okay, we're going to play. It's going to be like a game show this morning. And, and who knows the child of Zachariah and Elizabeth? 
John the Baptist, good job. You guys are waking up. And so Gabriel comes and tells Zechariah that he is going to be the father of John the Baptist. And then it goes on to tell us in the Gospel of Luke about how then that same angel named Gabriel goes and visits Mary and tells Mary that she was the one who's chosen to bear the Son of God. And Luke does such a magnificent job. If you just crack open your Bibles, you can read it before Christmas Eve. He does such a magnificent job telling us all the details. But on Bi at Bible study on Wednesday, we were reading through Luke chapter 1 and 2 so that we could prepare our hearts and our minds for Christmas and as we were reading through it, when I flipped to chapter 2 to start reading the second chapter to our Bible study folks, I realized that Luke actually left out an absolutely huge detail. Luke didn't tell us about who? Joseph. So here, it, Luke tells us everything. He tells us about how the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and, and how Mary's just kind of wowed by everything. You know, what do you do when you're a young girl, not much older than you, Sam, when you are a young girl told that you, while you're engaged, you are going to have the, the Son of God placed inside your womb. And yes, you can say no if you want to, but you can also say yes, and you beca can become the mother of the Son of God. Luke tells us all of these amazing details about that story. But then he goes right into Joseph taking his pregnant fiance to Bethlehem to have him registered. And he totally leaves out the whole fact about what does Joseph think about all of this. And as you're trying to understand this story, don't you kind of wonder what does Joseph think about all of this? Does he believe Mary? Does he think that she is carrying the Son of God? How does he believe her? And Luke just kind of skips over that whole entire fact. But when we put the Gospels together, when we start to combine what one Gospel tells us and what the whole other Gospel tells us, it helps us to paint the whole picture. And we want to understand the whole picture, don't we? And so when we tie it together with Matthew, Matthew actually answers the questions that Luke doesn't. And Matthew tells us a little bit more about Joseph. So think about Joseph. Here Joseph is. He is this man who is engaged to this young woman. He's engaged to Mary, and then somehow he finds out that Mary is pregnant. We don't know how he finds out that Mary is pregnant. We don't know if Mary told him, or maybe a little bit more likely somebody else told him. Somebody goes and starts a little gossip train and says, hey, did you find out that your fiancé is actually carrying a child, and is it yours? And he says, no, it's not mine, and starts to freak out. But this tells us, Matthew tells us about Joseph, because the reality is that Joseph could have shamed Mary. Joseph could have publicly shamed Mary. He could have embarrassed her terribly. I mean, there, this was, a, marriage at that time was like a transaction. Women were unfortunately seen as property. So marriage was a sort of transaction. So he could have thrown a huge fit. He had all the legal rights to do so. He could have publicly shamed Mary and basically had a scarlet letter put on her chest. He could have do, done all of those terrible things. But before Joseph even knew why Mary was pregnant, he chose to do what was good and what was loving. Joseph heard that Mary was pregnant and he didn't want to shame her. He heard that Mary was pregnant, and he didn't want to make her life harder than it already was. He heard that Mary was pregnant, and Matthew tells us that he was going to dismiss her quietly. He figured somebody else got her pregnant. He could 
quietly call off the engagement so she can go run off and, and marry that, that other person. That's what he's thinking. Joseph is a good and loving man, choosing to not just do what he wants to do, but choosing to do what is good and what is loving and what is right. And then Joseph falls asleep and he has a dream. After he does and chooses to do what is good and what is right, he has a dream and an angel of the Lord again appears to Joseph. And when the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph, he explains to Joseph, Joseph, all of the details that he has been missing, he explains to Joseph that the baby that is in Mary's womb is not just any baby. The baby that is in Mary's womb is not born of, or is not the product of another man. The baby that is in Mary's womb is the Son of God sent to be the Savior of this world. Imagine what Joseph thought when he woke up. And not only is this baby here to be the savior of this world, but God chose Joseph to raise him as his own. God chose Joseph to love this baby and to raise him as his own own. It's wonderful what we can do when we put all of these gospel passages together. And what I always tell you, whenever we're reading a familiar story, I don't want you to just quickly read through the stories that you know and that you've heard. I don't want you to just quickly read through and rush through those stories and be like, oh yeah, I've heard this before. I know all about this. But instead, I want you to slow down because the reality is, is that these are real people living real lives. Mary and Joseph were just regular people, and they had this amazing thing placed in front of them. They had angels appear to them, and they chose to do what was good and what was right and what was loving. Was that choice an easy choice? Absolutely not. They ended up choosing something that made them have to risk their lives so that they'd flee to another country after their child was born to protect him. They ended up having to choose to love a child as their own, even though they were going to see him killed before, they, before he had a full chance to live his life. They knew that they were choosing something that was an absolutely amazing task given, them to, uh, given to them by God, but it was also an extremely difficult, extremely challenging task. And yet they chose love. So friends, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we're almost to Christmas Eve, so kids are getting excited. <laughs> on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we're talking all about love. Mary and Joseph chose love. It was not the easy choice. They chose to love and to raise the Son of God as their own. They chose love. And now it comes down to us. <laughs> On this fourth Sunday of Advent, how are we going to choose love in our lives? Think about it. Every single day we have options where we can either live our lives selfishly and, and in a self-centered way, or we can live lives that are loving. Now, sometimes our English language is so limited in love that we don't understand really what love means. We think that love is just like amorous kind of love, but love is so much more than, than just that amorous nature of falling in love. And, oh, you're so wonderful. It's so, you are wonderful, guy. It's so much more wonderful than that. You know, it, there's so much more to that. Love is, is about caring for others. Love is about sacrificing part of yourself for others. Love is about doing what is good and what is just, even if it doesn't help you. I was reading this story the other day about these grandparents, and they were going to visit their grandchildren. 
and they were driving to visit their grandchildren. Then when they pull into the house of their grandchildren, they see their grandchildren opening up the back of a truck and taking out these big garbage bags and putting them in their own garbage totes. And the grandparents are like, well, what are you doing? Where are you getting all this trash from? And the grandchildren told the grandparents that they were driving and they saw some strange person, who knows, somebody was probably angry, opening a garbage, a trash bag all over someone else's lawn. And who knows what the situation was. They didn't ask but they saw this happen and instead of just driving by it wasn't their fault it wasn't their lawn it had nothing to do with them instead of just driving by they went and they got some trash bags and these young people their young grandchildren got to work and started picking up trash off of a stranger's lawn and then taking those trash bags and putting them in their own trash cans that is how we choose love Mary and Joseph chose love long ago, and every single day, we get to choose love. Think about it. Every single day, who's going to go shopping today? Raise your hand if you're going to go to a store today. If you're going to go to a store today, maybe you're not finding what you want, or maybe you go to a store and the lines are terribly long. You can either choose to be a happy, cheery shopper and just to make small conversation and, and make the best of it, or you can choose to be a Grinch. Which one means that you're choosing love? <laughs> I don't hear anybody saying Grinch, so I think we're on the right track. <laughs> I mean, you can, there, think about all the ways that you can choose love in your life. What else are you maybe going to go do today? Are you going to go home and, and be with your family? You can either choose to sit there and to get into fights and arguments and, and to get into these petty disputes with one another, or you can enjoy each other's company. <laughs> and you can allow your relationship to be full of grace and forgiveness and caring for one another. Or maybe you're, you're driving down the street and, and you see somebody who's, who's uh, sitting on the side or maybe holding up a sign and, and they're asking for money and you don't want to know, you don't know what to do and, and maybe you choose to show love. Maybe you choose to go to the store and buy them a sandwich and go bring it to them. Think about every single day, God gives us so many ways when we can choose either to be self-centered and self-seeking or to choose love. So on this first Sunday of fourth Sunday of Advent, I want us to choose love. It looks different for every single one of us. But what can we do in our daily lives? What can we do so that when we go out into this community, when we go out into this world, things that we do, do show love? How can we be good and kind people in this world? How can we choose love? Because I just want you to think for a moment, what if everybody in this world decided to choose love? What if everybody in this world decided to not get overwhelmed with anger and hatred and spite and whatever it is? But what if everybody in this, in this world chose love? Then we would have peace on earth. If everybody in this world chose love, there would be no more war. There would be no more fighting. There would be no more pettiness. There would be love everywhere and there would be rejoicing. So when you leave this place, hopefully filled with the Holy Spirit, go out of these doors and choose love. Do what's good. Do what's right. Do what you don't need to do, but you want to do because it's for someone other than you. Mary and Joseph chose love. And we get to choose love too. Anybody else ready to go out into this world and to choose love? Why are we so sleepy today? I feel like I'm trying to wake you up. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, 
We turn to you because you are our guide and you are our savior and our friend. Lord, you love us in a way that we do not deserve. You forgive us in a way that we really don't deserve. So, Lord, we thank you for all of the ways and times that you forgive us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for not giving up on us, even though we often make bad decisions in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for being with us. So, Lord, as we finish up this worship and as we go forth from this place, allow us to be so filled with your Holy Spirit that on this fourth Sunday of Advent, as we prepare our, our hearts for Christ, we choose to show the world your love through compassion, through kind acts, through gratitude. Help us to show your love today and every day. Through Christ our Lord, we pray the prayer that he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born go tell it on the mountain over the hills and with the love of Christ in your heart. Go forth into this world and be a blessing to all. And go grab some breakfast, too, from the team.